the Nerdy Misfit Podcast with your host, with your host, your host. Connor O'Neill and Matthew Hughes. Hey ho, hey ho. Hello, Off the work we go. Yeehaw. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Grand Old Nerdy Misfit Podcast with your hosts, Matt and Connor. Yeah, that's what the opening said. Are you singing it? Is that what's happening? <laughs> With your house. <laughs> Connor O'Neill and Matthew Hughes. Anyways, hello everyone. We're bringing back an oldie but a goodie. We're, oldie but a goodie. It's been a while since we've talked about this full on for an episode. There's like hints, sprinkles throughout random episodes. Yeah, but we're going to discuss just some of what we've been reading, watching, watching. exploring. <laughs> Conf- I don't know. Sorting. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, we haven't done this mostly on purpose. Um, we just don't want to repeat very similar things over and yeah. over again. So we're trying to do it maybe once every couple months, maybe a few weeks. Yeah, depends. Uh, we actually are being organized. Crazy and, concept. And we're because we know that sometimes we forget what we've actually read because sometimes you read a manga, yeah. for example, or a comic book. You read a story and you totally forgot that you read that yeah. story. Out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, like you're like, okay, I read it. And Moving on, all right. Shocker, we talk outside the podcast, so Crazy. sometimes Matt could read a one a one off story <laughs> and be like, oh my gosh, I read this really weird comic with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Power Rangers and this and that and that, and he'll just tell me it, and I'll be like, cool. And then we'll be like, maybe we'll talk about it on the podcast, and then no. we forget, we forget. <laughs> Matt so, forgets that he, it even went into his brain. Exactly. So now we've decided that um that we can actually write it down to keep track of it yeah just to go over some things and then that way we can pick and choose or just know exactly what we've actually been consuming as nerds exactly geeks all of the above misfits misfits of the community correct we are just like you a community like the but, discord that we have exactly where you can ask questions crazy concept anyways okay so we did this like this is just within the last week or so yeah, um, week, week and almost, half. yeah, like two weeks about. Um, I feel like we should start by saying big rip to uh, Matthew Perry. Rest in peace. Um, I know it's on. not quite as... We have had an episode on sitcoms, though. Yeah, so I think it's but fair to... just in in general, a very big loss for a sitcom community yeah. for all, that affected multiple generations. Oh, definitely. Friends, I think, affected a lot of people. So that's I, sad. I was very shocked when I heard it. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there was many people that weren't. No, exactly. But so, rest in peace. Um, in a happier news, we have the release of the new Spider-Man game that both Matt and I do not have a PlayStation 5, so we won't be playing. <laughs> but it looks cool from the playthroughs I've seen. Yes, I've also seen a lot of playthroughs. I've seen, obviously, some of the rankings. Seems to be yeah. doing pretty good. Pretty solid, for sure. Um, looks like a really fun game that maybe one day we'll play. Exactly. Three years from now when it's a... Uh... Out on when they're on Spider-Man eight. 4. Well, and it might be out on the PC in a couple of years. True. Fingers true. crossed. But yeah, it looks like it's a pretty good game in terms of just the gameplay. The story apparently is really good. Sounds like the future games, Miles will be the lead Spider-Man yep. based on some of the stuff I've seen and read. And then just from a gaming standpoint, it looks like it had some really cool mechanics in terms of... Looks clean. Well, it looks the load time, like the lack of load times, the ability to just drop anywhere in the city... Pretty much instantly. Which is crazy. Just not a not something that 
many people would be used to. Like that's an all some games have that going on, but this is just showing that we're advancing and there's still room for improvement. In yeah, games, exactly. And that's a really cool thing to see that something that doesn't take you out of the experience for sure. But yes, uh, yeah. Unfortunately, we can't talk really deep about that because well, we don't. Uh, we don't. Uh, we don't have a PlayStation. We don't have a means of playing it. We don't. We don't. What else is going? on? Oh, we have Loki. That's wrapping up, wrapping uh, up. this week. Yep. We end uh, with it wrapping up. We lead into the Marvels movie that'll be coming out. Yes. On the Friday that this episode comes out. Yeah, so it'd be the tenth, I believe. So yeah, expect a episode on some of the recent MCU content. Probably just dive into both of them. I don't think we'll do one exclusively for each, but probably discuss both Loki and the Marvel's movie. And I think that covers most of the recent things going on. Uh, uh, for that's going on, yeah. And then we can talk about some of the upcoming stuff, like Marvel released a trailer for their show Echo, um, which those who don't know, she was a character in the Hawkeye TV show. Um, check out the trailer. This is uh, Marvel's kind of rebranding some of their shows to make it just a tad darker. So this will be their first... First Marvel edgy style show, um, I th- because it kind of takes place. What about Moon Knight? I don't know if I classify that as like edgy, edgy. This is like I a call darker. it edgy. I mean, it's not not edgy, but I'm saying this will be a little bit darker. Yeah. So, well, I mean, we'll talk about it, but I don't think it's gonna be the biggest Marvel show that they've had. No, I don't think so either. I'm I'm excited for it. Still, I mean, something different, but I don't. think. Yeah. It's not when the villain. Is bringing in more people than mm-hmm. the main act character hero uh, anti yeah. hero vigilante yeah. style yeah I mean I'll still watch it obviously we'll watch it well, for the I podcast mean, I guess but you look at Guardians a lot yeah. of people didn't know who the heck that was Ant Man maybe even. maybe people come out and this one's a new favorite character you don't you know. never know she was solid in the Hawkeye show I enjoyed her all right well we'll see um, we'll otherwise see. um new Planet of the Apes movie coming out apparently oh yeah. I thought the trilogy was done and over with, but it looks like they're going back to the OG Planet of the Apes style movies where there was like six, I think. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. There was like five or six of the original Planet of the Apes movies. But Smart. That means you can get six movies. Exactly. So I was very surprised by that. Um, did not expect for that movie to even come out. All right, so let's get into it then. Uh, anything? Let's go. I guess we'll start with what reading. Yeah, we can start through reading and then. So, this last couple of weeks, I started reading uh, JJK. Finally, we've talked about this on the podcast about God, me wanting to start it. Kaisen, for those who don't know, I've only I read the zero volume. Zero volume, essentially. Yeah. I'll slowly read through. I mean, I watched the first seven episodes of the anime so far, and I've really enjoyed it. So I'm definitely intrigued to go through that. Um. Skim through here, read some of the new My, uh, My Hero Academia chapters, which we can discuss in a little bit because I know you've caught up as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, going through this stuff. Um, I read a couple of different graphic novels. Um, I read the Power Rangers Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles crossover, both volumes. <laughs> um, it was interesting because they implied that it just takes place in the same world, like the same universe. Right. And the whole premise is that like Tommy Oliver, who's the Green Ranger, um, finds out one of his friends joined this weird kind of culty clan in New York. So Tommy goes undercover, becomes part of the Foot Clan. And then long story short, Shredder ends up getting the Green Morpher and becomes like this really neat style of Shredder, but like mixed in with the Green Ranger. And then the first volume, Rangers lose their ability to morph. 
Um, but then they revamp it. So then the turtles are able to morph. So then we get like TMNT Power Ranger. They do the same thing for volume two where they managed to do that with the Zord. So there's like a TMNT Zord, like literally like the Megazord, but shaped more like a turtle. Ah, uh, a turtle. So. To be fair, the turtles in some stories literally just have their own. Well, yeah, they have their own little mechs and stuff. Mech, so. Yeah, exactly. So I wasn't surprised. It's not far off. Exactly. It was pretty solid though. Pretty good story overall. And then um, in the second volume, they kind of did the reverse where instead of the first volume where the turtles became the Power Rangers in session, in session two, volume two of this, the Power Rangers kind of became like humanoid versions of their animals. Okay. So there was like one of them was a T-Rex essentially. One of them was like a Triceratops, like saber-toothed tiger, like human humanoid forms of that. Of like their supposed Zord, you know, like the ones that they yell like pterodactyl, triceratops, you know, to morph and stuff. Um, sure. <laughs> so sorry. Um, that is all. Well, no, I started reading. I'm trying to go through everything else. Um, I started reading a book called The Happy Place. Yeah. Which, for those who don't know, that's written by a book called Emily Henry, who is popping off right now. So I think she got popular because of book talk, like TikTok book talk. Um, she's got four different books so far. She has um, People Who Meet on Vacation, which is a great read. It takes a little bit to get into it. Um, she also has Beach Reads, which is a phenomenal book. I love that one. She has another one called Book Lovers, which I haven't read yet. That's going to be the next one after this one. But most recently, she came out with a book called The Happy Place, which is what I'm reading about. Um, I'm only three chapters in. They're all romance novels. Because mm-hmm. uh, I'm really trying to push myself to read more than just... What you usually read? Fantasy, sci-fi... Everything like that. What's the reason for that? Just because you just want, want to write or you I, want to broaden your ability to all write? The, all the above. Like I want to be able to read more and like see different stylistic choices of writing. Because obviously like a lot of books, there's always going to be that subtle romance between a couple of characters, right? So if I can yeah. go in to books that have that front and center, I know I can be more com- comfortable, more confident with that. And Emily Henry's writing is phenomenal in my opinion. She has some of like the best one-liners I've read her romance novels and her characters, you fall in love with them. You, they're really relatable. And she does it to where her books take place like in the same universe, but it's not like shoved in your face. Fair. Um, and all of the, everything's got to have a universe. Of course. But like uh book re- uh, beach reads and people who meet on vacation, just, they're just interesting. And beach reads specifically has to do with the fundamentals of not the fundamentals, but like you're following two authors yep. and they're trying to publish books and like they're, their struggles of trying trying new genres out and like what they're comfortable with. And I think that just resonated with me. So I think after reading that one, I was like, oh, I got to check out her other books. And they're pretty solid, honestly. Got you in. She got me in. And then um, the only other thing I read was this book called A Creative Act, A Way of Being. So I picked this book up um, just based on the cover alone, which is not usually something I do because, you know, don't judge a book by its cover, kids. Sometimes, you know, a cover doesn't hurt for you to buy it. Exactly. But this book cover is literally just a gray cover with a black circle and then a black dot in the middle. And it's felted and it's raised. So it's a boob. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) it's the boob book. Um, So I was very curious about it. And then I opened it to a random page and there was just like a random quote on it. And I was like, oh, okay. But there's no like, there was no book sleeve to it. It's a hardcover, but there's no like Basically you're saying it's cryptic, which is like the biggest bait for matt ever 100 percent. something cryptic matt needs to know i'll buy it exactly my money didn't know who the author was like the author is rick rubin no idea who that guy is i refused to look into the book refused to look into the author Ah, until i I was like i went full blind okay 
And the whole book was just like 74 different areas of thought through this guy. And was like, maybe like literally the opening page was like, this book could be the truth for you. Maybe it's not. This is just kind of how I feel about it. And like, and it's all different chapters, like self-improvement, dreaming, pushing through the writer's block, pushing through the creative blocks. And like, it's a really, really well done book, but it's one of the few books that I've had to only, I had to read a couple ch- pages or chapters and I had to put it down. Okay. Because I had to Fair. really like think about what I just read because I wanted it to resonate with me. And then I finished the book and I was like, okay, time to look into this guy. What other books has this guy published? This man has never published another book in his life. This is his only book. He published it this year. And um, he's uh, an American record executive and record producer. He co-founded um, Dell Jam Records and he was a former co-president of Columbia Records. So this man, by the way, these are some of the people that he's so produced he over the years. Did a book on the side for fun because he's loaded. Not even that. Like he just wanted because he's worked with so many big pa- big bands and like pushed them through like creative blocks and like heard them re re record songs and like that whole fundamentals of the music scene. Sure. But he's um he's helped produce records for the Beastie Boys, the Ghetto Boys, the DMC, Public Enemy, LL Cool J, LL um, Cool J. <laughs> Metallica, The Strokes, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Weezer, Aerosmith, System of the Down, Linkin Park, Johnny Cash. No, those are some artists. Just a couple, you know. You may have heard of them. I don't know. But in 2007, he was called the most important producer in the last 20 years by MTV, and it was named on the Times list of 100 most influential people in the world. Damn. Impressive. I thought it was insane. So just coming across his book just randomly, and then finding out that this was his background afterwards, I was like, this is insane. This makes like a lot of sense, but just hearing like his opinion from a non-biased perspective, like pushing through the creativity and like, cause he's watched a lot of these artists probably from almost nothing to where they are now. Yeah. Some of them probably. Yeah. So and, not all and of them hit for them, sure. Maybe if some of them that are already exactly. big and hit a wall. Exactly. And so oh, yeah, I thought that was a really neat book. Again, like it took me a lot to get through cause it was like very to the point of like, Hey, you're going through this, get over it. Like, you need to push through it. And I'm like, didn't Very know I was going to get blunt, attacked. Blunt, yeah. But it was a phenomenal read. Phenomenal read. Anyways, that's the end of things I've read. <laughs> How about you, Connor? Um, Mostly for me for reading is mostly just, yeah, like you said, we mentioned My Hero Academia, which I ended up catching up on. Was not as far behind as I thought. It was only like, like 15, 15 chapters, chapters right? Yeah, yeah. But so it makes me feel like maybe there was a lot of breaks or wasn't too many or it just it hasn't been as long as i thought i guess in 15 weeks that's like that's like 20 with weeks potential on off weeks for yeah. trying to jump and that's almost half breaks. a year yeah in the grand scheme that's almost half yeah. a year yeah but yeah overall um yeah i'm not entirely impressed with the stuff going on and the story no i think it could end up being better animated oh just i think it definitely will be pacing yeah but even I mean, I read these last 15 chapters back to back to back without having to read Wait, week to week. Yeah. And even I'm like, Jesus is so. All over. Well, boun- <laughs> bouncing all over is one thing, but then there's just some things that have never. Mm, I want to say for the most part has never happened in my Hero Academia specifically. Uh, we have a couple talking no jitsu moments. Yeah. Uh, we have. Some ass pulls. That's more normal for Horikoshi. He seems to be scared to kill off characters. There's Most been, definitely. There's been one off couple where he has. two characters off, basically. But I think in this arc alone, there pro- we could probably have had like five, 
five six. or six deaths. And a lot. And okay, you don't want to just have a killing spree either. But I think some of them could have been massively impactful. But I then agree. They still are lost. alive somehow. And now, since it's all happened in the same arc, it kind of has that Naruto Final War feeling where yeah. just some stuff doesn't feel as meaningful because it's all like, okay, this person got really seriously injured, but like, they're going to be fine. Yeah. Because that's just kind of how well, that's things the thing, are currently right? going. Um, so some of the Yaspols have not been great. Takano Jutsu definitely was... It, it The problem with it is that in Naruto... It's happened multiple mm. times. So, Do you yeah, want to explain people, what Takano Jitsu is for the people that are listening that are okay, like, so what's it's, Connor it's, saying? The meme is in Naruto. Mm-hmm. The main character, Naruto, yep. is known for talking to villains or antagonists and talking them down to see his point of view and basically stop them from doing whatever bad thing yeah. they're doing. And the thing with Naruto is there's a precedent for it. He's done it before or attempts to do it mm-hmm. multiple times. So when it does happen, you're like, okay, uh, well, uh, it might be annoying and it's a cliche way to kind of wrap up a story or conclude a uh, fight, but you're used to it and you kind of expect it. Yeah. Where we haven't really had it that much with Midoriya. No. And other characters within the story, especially the fight I'm talking about in particular, which I don't want to spoil it, so I'm not going to say which fight it is. I think I know what fight you're talking about, though. But there's been no... Like, it just doesn't even make sense that it would work. Yeah. Which is the problem. Um, but yeah, so that wasn't a big fan of that. Um, the fact that, yeah, the fact that just some characters are still trucking along and they probably should have been dead arcs, arcs ago. Not even yeah. just this war arc, like the, the, I'm talking like multiple story arcs ago. Yeah. But yeah, mostly it just feels really stretched like stretched more than it needs to be i think that thing that's the difference be not the difference between you and i but since i've been reading it weekly more than just you well it's got to feel even more weekly it's yes and no because there's parts where like some of the chapters i'm like okay this is getting dragged on we need to move on and then like two weeks later we finally move on to like a different fight and i'm like oh this has a good potential to be a good fight and like there's one chapter in that fight that i'm like this is a great cliffhanger can't wait to see what happens and then like you talk and we're like like you just said, and you're like, oh, the character didn't die. Oh, well, the character's also, like injured. Oh, he got saved. Okay, cool. I don't find that Horikoshi does the best job of bouncing around. No, it's very either, jagged right now, we, especially. You can be in a fight for 12, 12 chapters, and you'd be like, wow, that this is really great. And then you go to a fight you don't care about and forgot was even going on. Yeah. And for like two, three, four chapters, then you bounce to another fight for two chapters. It is and unfortunately then finally, jagged, yeah. All you want to know is what's going on with X fight. Yep. And you don't get there until another and you ten, forget. 10 chapters go by. So I don't know. I just don't think... That's why I think in animated, the pacing could be fixed a lot. I think the pacing will be a lot better. But we'll see. We'll see. It's a couple years away. Definitely. I uh, got, got a few arcs still to go. Yeah. But that's probably the biggest one in terms of multiple... Chapters, I've, I mean, I've been keeping up with Jujutsu Kaisen. I've been keeping up with One Piece. Yep. Um, I also... What else have I been reading? I read the first few issues of Titans. And what do you think? Because this is like this back is to Dawn the of OG. DC. Dawn of DC Titans. Yeah. So the soft reboot so that This is DC Justice League is no more. And the Titans are the new quote-unquote Justice guys. League. Yeah. Even though it, it would appear that no one wants them to be. Yeah. They're just kind of... No, we're, we'll be the yeah, world's we'll, power now. It's fine. What do you think about it so far? It's not bad. Um, they definitely have 
both potential conflict but also mystery mm-hmm. so to kind of get you hooked in yeah right with, which i think with, they did with, well. with, with wally you're like yeah. oh a little confusing at first when you when you <laughs> yes. first read, you're like wait what yeah and you just realize it's wally west from the future he came yeah, like, back in time to be like you need to solve me dying yeah and you're like all right and you're like what freaking flashes again time travel yeah. but yeah I, overall it's been good um was not expecting the Aqualad twist. That yeah, was interesting. Right. Uh, also, I'm just so not caught up on DC. So the Beast Boy Raven relationship was also that's a newer thing. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> that's sure. A thing. Why not? Uh, but are you happy that it's back to being the original more of the team's OG cool? Team. It's cool to see Cyborg, um, the main team, right? Yeah, the main five, basically, because that's the original five, and then. Well, it has the original from like if you know them from like the TV show, yeah. But then it has the addition of Wally and uh, Wonder Girl, Wonder Girl, and yeah, I, I like. I think the cast is really good. Uh, it's funny that they're going to the Titan Tower, but I like some of the mirroring to the Justice League. With yeah. Dick, obviously, is Batman's uh, protege, yeah, if you will, and he's kind of like. I don't want to be like Batman, but also he's not dumb. Yeah, but he's like, but I kind of got to be at yeah, some point. Some parts, so, for example, if you're not familiar, there is a story where all of the, uh, the JL goes crazy, basically, and Batman has to take them out, and he has a contingency plan for yep. everyone. Yes. And then the drama after... Obviously, he battles and wins. The contingent, they all go, what? well, that's messed up, Bruce. Why wouldn't you tell us that you have this plan? And they're like, what's the plan for you? And he's like, you it's guys. the Justice League. <laughs> it's like the most pretentious badass, possible it's thing, the most badass but it's so thing good. Ever, where he's like, well, that's why we have you, the Justice League. You're like, well, I mean, you know. Yeah, fair enough. I can't, you know, can't argue with but that. But obviously, Dick has, he has a contingency plan for yeah. all of his friends. But he's open. He says, yeah. yes, I do have one because... It would we be irresponsible don't. to not. Exactly. And the difference between Dick Grayson and <laughs> Bruce Wayne is he's Dick not Grayson hiding is it. yeah, he's not hiding it. He's open with his friends and Yeah, exactly. He's, he's just not a solo artist. Mm-hmm. You know? Batman has partners, but Batman still keeps so much stuff to himself. Yep. That's that's always been Bruce's issue. He doesn't he maybe <laughs> trusts you a bit. A but he doesn't bit. trust anyone. He sprinkles it in a little bit. Yeah. A couple people I trust maybe a little bit more than the other. That's true. Art was good, though. Art is... I thought it was... The The funny thing is, is I don't know if I mentioned this It's very you, classic but, comic book, yeah. which I, I, I like. I don't... Mm. Sometimes it's nice to see something different, but... It's pretty just standard. Especially for something that's supposed to be the new Justice League quotations. Yeah. Like you want that to just be something very not generic, good, but like clean. Easy, clean to read. Yeah. You know, you want people to read it so. It's funny because I forget how much like reading through issues, because I forgot to mention that I read some issues this week too, like Batman Beyond and stuff. But um I forgot the ads. Like, do you did you feel that reading through the issues? You're like, oh, advertisement. I forgot these existed in. Comics. Oh yeah, like in the comics, yeah. Yeah, because I'm so used to graphic novels now, right? You don't get a random. Yeah, there's like, no no ads in the middle yeah. of your chapters. And even in well, even if you're reading a uh, manga, manga online, yeah, nothing, nothing. So yeah, that's just <laughs> classic comic book. Exactly. But yeah, uh, I enjoyed it. Look forward to see. Yeah, we got where issue we go. here for for you as well, and then uh, uh, I think they're gonna cover a lot of things throughout the story as well. Um kind of obviously they've all gone and 
done their own thing. Yeah. So I feel like they've already done a little bit where they're showing off, obviously, Wally's family. So I'm interested to see kind of other things that either affect them mentally or just yeah. that they've adapted or learned. Obviously, seeing Beast Boy use alien. It's always cool to see him do alien animals that show that his power isn't just earth exclusive to earthbound yeah it's, as long as he's seen the animal and understands it in a way mm-hmm. so just super neat very cool very fun do like the titans um let's see what else have i been reading i think for the most part that's it for the majority of the reading yeah um started oh i also caught up or I'm in the midst of catching up on uh, My Dress Up Darling, which is a manga I have. I have a few volumes of that I was catching up on. Nice, nice. And then the final volume news would be that I've actually finally finished my Berserk collection. Which is insane. Which I don't have the deluxe editions. I just have the normal. Single volumes. Yeah, single volumes. Yeah. And I'm finally caught up to where the English release is. And I have bought some RGB LEDs to put it around the shelf. It looks sick. I love it. And have it on red. And I have mm-hmm. the uh, Guts uh, figure that is pretty dope looking. Sick. And the manga's behind it, the red. So it looks good. Speaking of that, um, it's not in the list here, but I, I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast. I don't think we have, but I bought my first box set of manga. Oh, yes. Which was... Promise Neverland. Promise Neverland. Good story. Great story. One day it'll get an anime. One day it'll get a season two. And three. And four. <laughs> You know, there's multiple arcs. There is crap. Yeah. I thought Goldie Pond was irrelevant. There isn't just two arcs. It's uh, multiple arcs. Crazy make concept. Up the story. Freaking ridiculous. But other than that, I've been, uh, then I've been watching some anime. Uh, anime Club, we have been watching a new show, which is Tokyo Revengers, something yeah. I have seen. Something Matt is collecting manga buys but hasn't read yet. Yeah. I also have... You have the same amount as same I do. Volume. Right? Yeah, everything that's out, basically, I think. And, uh, yeah, so we've been watching that with some of my friends. Uh, they're enjoying it. It is a pretty solid series. I'm not going to say it's the greatest thing in the world, but it's definitely a solid anime, solid story. Mm-hmm. Uh, then what else? Um, oh, yeah, uh, currently League of Legends World Championship is going on. So I'm in catching up on those games. It's going on in Korea, so mm-hmm. not really watching many of the games live, but watching them sporadically throughout the day um watching the as they uh re-air or just going out and watching the yeah. the vod of it okay which is which is fun um yeah i've been i think i've watched the last six world championships so definitely uh becoming a tradition to watch the league finals uh with friends we we already have a date planned we're all gonna meet together we're actually gonna wake up at 3 a.m to watch it nice so heck yeah excited for that um other than that been keeping up on uh jujutsu kaisen actually has the second core of its season going on so i've been keeping up with that i watched the first five episodes of a show called overtake which is an f3 or f4 um based original anime not based off a of manga mm-hmm. um i am a have recently gone into f1 we talked about it on the podcast a bit uh i think this is the second full year of f1 i watched in real life like yeah. IRL watching it yeah uh and this show ironic it just conveniently i guess is uh a formula 
car show. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, well, I'll check it out. I'll give it a watch. And yeah, as you'd expect, there's a lot of CGI because cars and stuff. But yep. it wasn't what I expected. You would think you're following an underdog, his story, whatever. Mm-hmm. Give him a backstory. Yeah. And they want their dreams to probably become an F1 racer or something, right? That's what it, you know, you're, you're probably thinking. And somewhat that is true you are following an underdog who doesn't have the funding of as other some of the other competitors do but you're following it through the lens of someone else you're following it through a photographer who can no longer take pictures of human subjects because of a traumatic event they went through interesting okay and this driver was one of the first human subjects they've taken a picture of in the past like whatever six years or something yeah so and he's just never know anything about F4 or F-Series yeah. racing. And now he's into it and he's following this team and doing everything he can to help them get sponsorships and stuff. So mm-hmm. you're, yes, you are following an underdog, but you're not following the underdog. That's you're following interesting. someone else. So I thought it was a kind of a unique twist on, because, you know, that's kind of basic yeah. following the, oh, yeah, you don't have the funding. Will you be able to win or match up? But yeah, it's been surprisingly decent. We'll see how it ends. The thing with anime originals, you never know. Sometimes they start strong and they they end really weak. Yeah. So fingers crossed that it does end up holding up. Even if it ends up being a seven or a, you know, in that territory. I would still say that was it would be a solid watch that I enjoyed during the season. Um there's still some other seasonal shows I haven't gone to watching yet. Man, the season's flying by though. This is because when I went October to watch it blinked. When I went to watch this, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, like I'll give it the three-episode try. And it's already like five episodes in. <laughs> and this week, it'll be six. And I'm like, we're already halfway through the season. Like, when did that happen? <laughs> Which is just crazy. Speeding through. So the one positive is all the shows I wanted to give the three-episode try to, I can. Because it's already there's up. three episodes out. So I can binge watch those three eps and know if I'm like, nope, not happening. I, we've talked about it before, but some people have a... This idea that they start something and need to finish it. Yeah, I don't know. I've never met any of those people. And this is my advice as someone who, you know, <clears throat> there's a lot of anime. Yeah. So give it a three episode try. If there's not even something that is bringing you in during those three episodes. Just don't watch it. Just drop it. Just drop it. You know what? You can always come back to it again if you want. But there's so much stuff yeah, out there. on hold list, you know. Well, and the, the other thing is if you're relatively new to anime, there's so many shows completed that are good that are out there. I know mm. wanting to stay relevant and feel involved in the yeah. community is a big thing, but there's also a subreddit where you can see what the top ranking shows are of the season and you can exactly. keep up with those Go instead. Go from there, yeah. But yeah, I, it's tough because obviously shows like One Piece, yes, three episodes was enough for me, but I can see why three episodes wouldn't be enough for... Yeah, I think it also depends on the longevity yeah for a 12 of, episode show three episodes that's like x percentage yeah right? so you need to watch that much percentage of one piece which is like over 100 okay episodes. what's the math here wait a second because <laughs> that's what that's 25 percent, right yeah three to 12 yep that's 25 percent. So what are we at like episode 1000 and we'll be pretty much at like 1100 soon so you can just say 1100 so you only have to watch like 275 yeah so you just it's like skypea <laughs> <laughs> just watch up to sky p to see if you like it or not that's crazy yeah it's like when you see the filler list and you're like oh see one piece is so good yeah. and then you realize that 
whatever it is. I don't know what it is off the top of my head. 15, it used to be 13%. Whatever, the 15% but, or whatever it is yeah. is still a lot when it comes to 1100. It ends up adding up still. Yeah. I'm curious what it is sitting at now, you do. Well, they definitely don't have a lot of filler, but if you want to count the fact that pacing is so horrid, <laughs> may as it's, well be filler. It's dropped now to 9%. Yeah, because they do everything in their power, and it's like overcorrection. Yeah, Toy so badly doesn't want to be like Naruto, like Bleach, like what Studio P did with those in terms of all the filler, because they know that filler gets a lot of hate. That they've just snails, snail pace of the series now. Which, in my opinion, I would rather just get some yeah. cool. Filler arcs. Are you telling me Oda doesn't have a bunch of side stories or the, or the cover stories? You can just do all yeah. the cover stories, which are like canon, but not the main it, thing that's going on. It's just expanded canon, yeah. Well, I'm looking at the filler list. The last time we had filler would be the two episodes they did for Film Red because they did like two yep. episodes special for that. The one before that was the 20th anniversary special. Yep. And then there was before that, which was 2019... August 2019 were two chapters, two episodes that are just called Side Story. The World's Greatest Bounty Hunter and then Luffy versus King of Carbonation. Yeah. Otherwise, we jump back. Yeah, it's just there's large chunks before. And yeah. It's only two, like one or two ep episodes that are filler. Yeah, this one's four. But the, but the issue is that when you look at the three-minute opening song, the two to three-minute yeah. um, recap. recap, then the amount of flashbacks to the episode that just happened yeah, that you really don't need in the episode because we've seen it. The reuse of uh, animation. Yeah. it You end up getting five minutes. minutes maybe. Yeah, five to eight minutes of an actual story. Actual content moving forward. Like We're talking sad. literally a chapter per episode sometimes. Yeah. That's just unacceptable. If you're no. doing one chapter per episode, that's when you need to either take a break yeah. Or that's when filler is good. That's where that's the whole point of filler. I know people hated it because of Bleach and Naruto. It was we're talking twenty ch yeah. episode chunks of filler. But like you said, One Piece has stuff that they can build off. It's of. such a massive world. Exactly. There's all they they've done a few cover stories, but they haven't done all the Not cover much. stories. There's also so many SBCs that they could probably base some stories off of some of that canon facts and make a story related exactly to it. just talk to oda about it oda's not gonna say no the man writes movies and helps write the live action he exactly i'm sure he can help write some solid filler and make it canon filler exactly which some people hate but uh, hey i'm sure one piece fans would love because if you if you're a one piece fan then you, you're a one you piece want fan. The, yeah you want the world stuff exactly uh i also watched the dungeons and dragons movie yeah what you think eh, it was eh. <laughs> It was eh. <laughs> Have you seen it? Yep. Yeah, it was eh. Saw it in theaters. It was eh, right? Like, it was so, like a good action film, yeah. I guess. It, what, the comedy didn't really hit for me. Yeah, I'd say 80% of really, the comedy didn't hit. It was trying really hard to be funny. Like a Marvel movie? Not even like that, because some, some of the Marvel movies, or the thing that makes some of the good Marvel movies fun, is that they're not trying. Yeah, like, they're not. You know, they're not trying, they want comedy. something to be funny. Yeah. But it's just the way the one-liners are delivered that it's so well done. Yeah. And it just felt really forced in the D&D &D movie. It also felt like they were really trying to hit that charm that Critical Role has, mm -hmm. but in like a live-action film. And so, uh, yeah, it just didn't. 
So for me, D and D movie was okay. Has one of my like, I'm hoping he's gonna get more because he's a really solid actor. Justice Smith, he was in the film. Yep. Um, I love. He's a great actor in my opinion. He's in Detective Pikachu. He's in Paper Towns. Um, like the movies I've seen him in, all the right places I think as well. He was in Jurassic Park, Fallen Kingdom. Sorry, Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom. Nope. Think he's a solid actor. Um, I agree with the D and D movie. Just a lot of the jokes didn't really hit. The only thing why I enjoy that movie, not the only thing, is the one scene when the paladin, they're on the beach, and the paladin's like, all right, guys, I'm peacing out. And he starts walking away, and like the camera's still on him, and he's just continuously walking away, and you hear Chris Pine being like, oh, is he going to keep going? Oh, there's a rock coming. <laughs> yeah. Gonna go so fun fact about that. The paladin was supposed to stop walking, but he was too far away, so he didn't hear the director say cut. So he oh, just kept walking. I see. So those lines of Chris Pine is just him going with it. Oh, yeah, so, he's like kind of joking in almost character, but also just yeah. be like, oh, there's a rock coming up. Is he going to go over it? Is he going to stop? Oh, okay. He's just going to go over it. Oh, he's still walking. Okay. Yeah. Like he's almost becoming Chris Pine again. Right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> out of slowly becoming out of character. Yeah. Like, oh, nope. He's, yeah, he's, he's, still, he's going. still going. But it also worked. That's one of the things I enjoy about that movie is just that particular scene. Why is ad-libbing make films better? Improv. Sometimes improv hits. So it just feels better. Mm. Turns out feels in, if you can, yeah, if you can coming up with your own stuff and you're not just following this direct order script, that it, it can turn out better sometimes. Sometimes, yes. Sometimes. Yeah. I know that a big thing for, I think it was the Big Bang Theory was they were pretty heavily script, script focused where yeah. you, no going off, like no ad-libbing, no, mm-hmm. no, just follows. There was a few characters that just, I think one of them was, uh, what's his face from Star Trek? Oh, Will Wheaton? Yeah, he had a couple lines and things that were just... Yeah. And he said the whole reason for it was that when you can make a whole sitcom cast and production staff just speechless, you've done your job. Exactly. Because <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. uh, that one scene where he comes in in Star Trek gear for the new Star Wars, they didn't know he was going to do that. Which is amazing. <laughs> so I thought that that was pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, the D&D movie was... Like, I'm not going to say it was bad. It was still okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, not as bad as like the World of Warcraft movie. I have not seen it. That, so, you know, kudos. <laughs> but uh, other than that, uh, just going through this, uh, I feel like there's one Ted more. Lasso. Oh, there's oh, Ted Lasso, which isn't as nerdy, but I will say. Such a good show. I uh, did watch the, fir- the three seasons that are out. Mm-hmm. Very solid show. And I think the one thing the show did really well was it's a show that you can know absolutely nothing about soccer slash football and you can like it. Yeah. But if you know stuff about soccer, like the Premier League specifically. It's just more enjoyable. Not that it's more enjoyable, but there's things for you. Yeah. Okay. Because there's drama, right? There's some issue character mm-hmm. building and issues that some characters have and some character development. But then on top of that, there's lots of kind of Easter eggs to real things that happen in the Premier League. Yeah. And there's also like real coaches that are brought in, real uh, analysts that were in the show. I didn't know that part. Yeah. Like uh, they have Thierry Henry. That's a that's a, a real sports pundit for huh. for us, for a lot of football games. And he's also probably one of the greatest Premier League players to have, to, to play in the Prem. Dang. So, <laughs> so like there are real people. Pep Guardiola is a real coach of Manchester City who are currently probably one of the best teams in mm-hmm. the world so there's like some fun things there's also a character completely based off of a very narcissistic real football player yep so 
I thought the Easter eggs are fun for people that know the sport, but yeah. also it doesn't detour people that don't care. Yeah. Because the show has such strong characters that it doesn't rely on just, or really at all on the football. Because to be honest, some of the football is pretty jarring with the CGI backgrounds yeah. and stuff. But yeah, that was definitely super enjoyable. Would recommend that show to a lot of people. And then the last thing, which I haven't seen, but is newsy, is The Boy and the Heron, mm, yes. which we've talked about on the podcast before, Yep. which we will obviously discuss after we see it, got the its English cast. casting. And there are a few names that Freaking might be pretty amazing. big out there. Do you have it up or am I pulling it up? Um, so I don't have the huge list, but I know we have Mark Hamill. We have Robert Pattinson. Uh, I believe we Christian have Bale. Christian Bale, William Dafoe, Dave Batista. So, <laughs> I mean, that, those names alone should be like yeah. this is not your normal dubbing. No, but that for any Studio Ghibli films, they have always gone because yeah, Christian full, Bale's been in them before. Robert he's been Pattinson, in Howl's Moving Castle, I believe. Uh, Anne Hathaway was in uh, the Cat. Yeah, one of the. To cat be fair, ones. Mark Hamill is also a more a voice actor. Voice than, actor, yeah. Than some of the others, but that is a pretty impressive voice cast. Willem Dafoe, anytime he's voice acting, is just great. I know he's almost better when he has a mask or just you can't see him. He's got an iconic voice. He does. But yeah, so now I don't know. I'm excited to just see it in English. Which I will say, we do often see uh, big movies in both dub and not dub, mm-hmm. but in sub and dub. Sorry. Yeah. Anyway. But uh, I'm almost tempted to just go watch a dub. That's I'll watch it. a dub for sure, just because obviously, because that voice cast, like you said, is phenomenal. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's one. That's what you've been watching. Been watching. Uh, can't think of anything else. Uh, if there has been anything, I mean, I also do this podcast that I record that with a friend of mine, Matthew. That oh, no way is relatively <clears throat> nerdy in its own right. Exactly. Um, I can speed through some of the stuff. Um, I'll start off by I went to did some shopping this week, <laughs> which is never a good thing, but a good thing. Um, went to the comic book store, bought the newest issues that came out. So Batman Beyond issue number four, Green Lantern issue four, Titans issue four. Um, and then I picked up some more volumes. So I picked up the Power Ranger TMNT volumes. So I read both of those. And then I also picked up Dawn of X volume 12 and Reign of X volume nine. So we've talked about these briefly on the podcast in the past, but they are the collected editions of the X-Men issues, the various titles that go on at the same time. Right. Because Marvel finally had this bright idea to be like, hey, instead of them collecting all six different ones, what if we just put the important ones all together in a volume for them? I'm like, this is genius. So this one takes, Dawn of X takes place right after um, House of X, Power of X, which I think you're slowly reading through. Yep. Um, Confusing story. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It's not my first X-Men rodeo. But um, it is still a treat. But wow, they are... It has everything that makes X-Men X-Men. Powers X-Men, that don't make sense. Just Time have, travel. Yeah, they just have stories like, that are just... Not, I applaud it, though. Like, the creativity well, they, behind you know, they it. They should be novels. They shouldn't be comic books. That's how <laughs> complex some of the stories are. What was the last one I read that you gave me? That I was Battle like, of the yeah, Atom. Yeah, Battle of the Atom. Yeah. One Even of my the Phoenix Saga, though. I've, uh, Phoenix I've Saga. never read it, mm-hmm. but I've watched... Um, some of the YouTube retellings where like, yeah. someone's like saying... I have... They did make a novel form of it. And wow, that story's... There's yeah. so much going on. I do applaud the X-Men stories, honestly. They're 
some of the most interesting things that Marvel has done, in my opinion. Oh, the sp- new Spider-Verse is also going on. We forgot to mention that. Oh, yeah. yeah, that is In the first issue of Spider-Boy. Spider-Boy. I think Spider-Verse has ended now. Hence the Spider-Boy yeah. And Ultimate Time, Ultimate Marvel's coming back, apparently, which is... Uh, yeah. I don't know. I really don't... I think it was Ultimate Universe was a great idea in the early 2000s of, like, slight retellings. Thought it was an interesting idea. Well, yeah, idea. alternate alternate reality in an yeah. alternate universe obviously yeah and they where... just kept going with it for a good like eight to ten years and i think that's fine i think it's great i don't i don't know if they're still going to do that with ultimate universe maybe i'll pick up the first issue of spider-man just to see if it's worth it or not yeah see what's going on um but otherwise yeah so and then i bought uh tales of the jedi novel which is a light or a short story collection they did of nine different authors for the high republic series i'm really hoping that tales of the jedi the animated gets another season i think that that is some of the best star wars content they've put out oh like the uh the count dooku and ahsoka ones yeah yeah i think i obviously i really enjoyed ahsoka i enjoyed the obi-wan show Mm -hmm. obviously there are some issues with them but i think tales of the jedi is probably the thing i've enjoyed the most in a lot of the recent content. that makes sense yeah um picked up some other novels i picked up a book called uh concealed don't feel it's part of the Disney Twisted Tales one, so it's the Frozen oh, it's one. Let it go, yeah. Yeah. So let what? It let it go. So what? It, it's um. What if Elsa and Anna never like met? Really? Like after she got taken away and everything? Oh, like, like the door never opened. Like she never yeah, opened the castle doors. Kind of thing. Yeah. And then there's also the Mirror Mirror one, which she is never opened what Wano. If, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's the Mirror Mirror one, which is uh, what if Snow White poisoned the prince? So I picked that one up as well. Um, and then I picked up the new Power Ranger RPG book which is like good but dangerous because it explains the fundamentals of time travel in the RPG, which is like great, but like I'm a big fan of time travel. So I'm like looking through and I was like, what can oh, I do? Dear. And I was like, this is too complex for now. Um, oh dear. Yeah. And then I picked up, uh, what else did I pick up? I picked up some more Funko sodas. I uh, picked up a Greedo one and got the chase, which is neat. But the thing I don't like is for the Funko sodas, which some people know I'm collecting them slowly but surely. Um, the Star Wars ones are bobbleheads. Oh, yeah, not a fan of that. Yeah, the Marvel ones aren't though, which was surprising. Because if you're familiar with any of the pop vinyls and pop yeah. figures, the Marvel series are. Yeah, same with Star Wars. Marvel and Star Wars are both bobbleheads, and that has to do with like action figure copyright issues. So like, if you put it as a bobblehead, it's not technically an action figure. Oh, it's like because getting around certain. Figures. Yeah, Hasbro, Hasbro, I believe, like holds the exclusive rights. To Star Wars action figures, which is just why I think it's Hasbro that owns like it's weird. Same with Marvel, like that's why all the build the series and all the Marvel and Star Wars ones come, I think, just from Hasbro. Not entirely sure. Um, so it was another thing, and then mostly this week, I just really watched the Goosebumps show. Yeah, and what'd you think? I think it's great. I think it's now a, it's over, it's Halloween's over. One more episode, Halloween's Final over. Episode. How can, they should have ended on like I know. Halloween, you know, if they timed it. <laughs> well they timed it well but if you're a fan of like the og goosebumps books like from the 90s like the original 52 books that arl's time came out with i think you'd really enjoy it because it has like the haunted house is talked about the haunted mask um the the fright like the evil worms the monster yep, blood yep. the uh the night of the living dummy the say cheese and die again camera like there's a lot of things that are referenced and episodes are taken upon with those things and it's different from the 90s goosebumps tv show they did because the goosebumps 90s tv shows were just one-off episodes of right. the books but this entire 
show has an overarching story that connects everything together and you're following a same group of cast of characters and Justin Long is in it and he plays a serious role which is very different than most of his stuff um for those who don't know it's nice when actors change uh, exactly their typecast if you will yeah literally because people know him from like the Elvin and the Chipmunks movies and he was in like Jeepers Creepers and he was in New Girl as one of Jess's boyfriends at one point being yeah, like, like an awkward like, yeah like the awkward dude yeah so actually that's kind of what he plays the awkward kind of the awkward like but like kind of comedic style character he has some like semi-serious roles whatever but this one is like very serious where he it's like it's goosebumps so it obviously can't be comedic right um the thing about the show that it kind of like bugged me a little bit but then i was like oh wow because i thought this episode that just came out this past week was the final episode and they like in quotations defeat the villain Sure. And then it's the most cliche shot too. Like the something happens to the villain and you think it's dead and it like pans over to the body and then the eyes open. Yep. Kind of thing. And you're like, oh great. Look, they set up season two. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like the most yeah. cliche thing possible, okay? And I literally watched that and I was like, Are you freaking kidding me? This is ridiculous. And then like it cut to black and then it came up from black and it was like, next week on Goosebumps. And I was like, Okay, so they didn't just do this. They didn't this. just leave me on a massive cliff. I mean, they're, they're getting ready to leave yeah, me on another massive exactly. cliff. Exactly. I'm like, I hate this. You're but just happy it's not that cliff. Exactly. I'm like, thank God it's not that cliche. <laughs> nice. What other cliche are they going to do? Um, but I thought that was pretty good. Um, it's on Disney Plus if you guys want to watch it. Again, if you're a fan of the OG Goosebumps books, definitely check it out. It's got a lot of Easter eggs, some good storytelling. Um, otherwise, yeah, I plan to start Attack on Titan to finish that up because uh, their last movie episode thingamajiggy came out yep the big finale of everything the big finale right? of attack on titan came out it's finally over there will no longer be a part 1200 which is insane We're there. We're to think about end. massive iconic story probably going to be a modern day classic hmm. in my opinion you watched it right yeah i watched it did they change the ending at all or no no it's pretty much the there's some parts that are somewhat different in terms of like the final volume of the manga to hmm. some of the parts in this but for the most part, it's okay. pretty much identical. So I know people were discussing that, like, is it going to have an anime ending? Because people weren't happy with the way the manga ended. Yeah, there were people that weren't happy, but there are also people that were satisfied enough. I would classify it as nor a great ending, nor a bad ending. It was an ending. Fair enough. Which, in some cases, for some manga, is you're Better. lucky to even get there. Exactly. That's true. Lucky to even get an ending <laughs> sometimes. So It's true. And um, I won't say that the ending ruins Attack on Titan. That's... Okay. I think though those are the worst endings when you have a pretty long story or a decent length story and the ending is so bad it kind of ruins the rest of the series. That's, That's like the biggest nerve wracking thing for One yeah. Piece. But One Piece is so long at this point, it almost wouldn't even matter. That's because true. Because of how many good parts of the of the story yeah. there are. The You're pros like, outweigh I the cons. I just will never read the last arc. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's in my opinion it was it was as good as it could be. Yeah. I do wish. I do wish they did certain things different for the attack the last season, like this one once Mappa took over. I do wish they would have just taken their time and released it as three separate seasons yeah. instead of this final season and carrying over crap. I wish it was just like just at least twelve episodes a year. Yeah. Take your Don't time. Don't call it the final season. Take just your time go with it. And make them worth it. Perfect. Count. Yeah, exactly. Make them perfect. Some of the like yeah, it sounds nitpicky. Some of the animation CGI, maybe I'm not biggest fan, the biggest mm-hmm. fan of, but that's the only thing I would change. I would definitely change just two 12 episodes, one once a year or whatever. Yeah. And take your time and just make it the masterpiece it deserves. To exactly. Be. But yeah, I think 
That covers a lot of a lot of stuff. That Mostly we're doing. it. I mean, I've, I'm fa- watching Gilmore Girls right now. That doesn't count, Matt. That, that's got a following, okay? I would. I just finished season one. Watching that with someone. But yeah, the big part um, is that yeah. we'll be we'll be checking out the Marvel stuff. We'll be talking about it when in probably not next week, but probably the yeah, following two week. weeks or so. Uh, just yeah, we usually like especially. It, sometimes we don't see the Marvel films at the day of, but mm. it sounds like we have the chance that we might actually see it which is crazy. relatively early. Yep. But we still want to give that little bit of cushion for mm. anyone. We don't want to just instantly come out with any spoiler content. Exactly. So we'll probably give a little bit of time for that, but I think we have a little bit of time to answer one question I noticed oh, that we have goodness. on the Discord that is going to be very easy for us. Oh, so dear. it won't be question? one of our classic ramble on for 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. So... If you guys have been watching or reading any awesome stuff that you want to suggest to us or to any of the other fellow misfits in our Discord, we have a Discord that you can definitely do and check that out and talk to the community. So that'll be linked in our link tree in the description down below. And uh, let's let's hop into that question, shall we? Yes. All right, so this question is coming from our boy Tim, who we've had on the podcast. Just a couple times or so. A few times. So, appreciate the question, Tim. Uh, his question is, favorite pre-Disney Marvel animated series and your top character from that series? Now, I think going into this, <laughs> it's going to be very easy. That's why I picked it. Uh, we're only going to do one since we are running pretty late. We've had a couple long episodes yeah, recently. We have, so. yeah. Um, I'm going to say mine, and I'm going to guess yours. We both know that both of our answers are going to be Silver Surfer, of course. So, <laughs> my favorite is the 90s Spider-Man. Yeah, we already know. Yeah. And my favorite character from that series is Spider-Man. What? Um, I also love the Venom. Kingpin kind of being like one of the main villains throughout the whole yeah, series, yeah. which is why I really loved when the Kingpin got cast as live action and mm. he looks pretty so great. So good. Um, for Matt, it's probably the X-Men animated yeah. series. <laughs> Uh, man's a sucker for the x-men i am and fun fact there's a crossover between those two so that's awesome shared universes before marvel had shared universes hell yeah we and they crossover with iron man as well yeah yeah the 90s iron man gets slept on but it was fun it was good it was was fun and yeah that's why i picked the question it was super easy let us know what your favorite uh pre-disney marvel animated series is and why it's spider-man or x-men my favorite character is Wolverine, <laughs> by the way. Yeah, favorite the voice acting. The voice acting. Wolverine's Wolverine great. I was gonna say so if I had to pick good. one from X Men, it'd be Wolverine as well. Yeah, but I, we we can briefly touch on this before we wrap. But I think the, I think the reason why I like the X Men '90s and the Spider Man '90s show too is that they took stories from the comics and it was like well adapted. Like Dark Phoenix was like a seven they did, episode. Yeah, thing. they did well adapted stories, but then they also did really original, well for their own. Yeah. yeah, for their original content as well, which like, is not easy to do. No. I don't think so either. There were some solids. Like they did Venom really well too. Yeah, Venom was on and Carnage well. and stuff too. Yeah. Like they no, brought sure. in insane characters. Yeah. Then other than the CGI, this is CGI. Yeah, didn't it was age the nineties. Well. You know, the CGI didn't age well, but overall, I thought the animation was still decent. I agree. But yeah. Thanks for the question, Tim. And if you have a question of your own, drop it in the podcast question corner on our Discord. We love to answer it. We even give a little check mark to let you know that we have answered the question on the podcast so you can look forward to hearing it. Heck yeah. On that, we'll see you guys next week. Bye.
the Nerdy Misfit Podcast. Don't forget to join the island by dropping a follow. Thank you. Thank and you. see you next week.